Ready? Go. Hey everyone, it's Heather Whaley. Frank Whaley over here. And we've had sort of an upheaval going on in our lives the past few months. And uh, uh, I'm sure everyone can relate. Not everyone. Some people never move, but we moved. We packed up our whole house and we moved to a different house. No, we're not in the lower bowels of our home, sitting in a closet in our spacious our spacious uh well we were in mansion that we, we were used in a, to live in. We're not sitting in a closet. We're not on any yogi bows. We sold our yogi bows, yes. as a matter of fact. And we're in a regular room where we can see each other and I, the dog is walking around. The dog's been totally freaked out since we moved. Follows us around the house constantly. This morning she went outside in the rain, refused to come in. Went from a spacious multi-room mansion to a hovel. Well, this is not a hovel. This is a really nice house also. Let's, well, not, let's not kid ourselves. Well, let's face it. Um, probably will never achieve another paycheck again, Heather. It's certainly start, and, starting um, to feel that way. Yeah, it certainly is, Heather. It certainly is starting to feel that way. And so I am um, I, I'm looking for gainful employment um, in other areas. What other areas would you like to explore? I'm a, I'm a man of many means, many talents. I can do anything I want. What would you do if you could do anything? Um, if I could do anything? Yeah. Um, uh, move back to my old spacious mansion and do nothing. But since I can't do that, um, I would be a... Um, Gosh, Heather, I don't know what I would do. I think I, I think I think um, I think the only thing I know how to do is uh, be on television. You're pretty good at cleaning. You could clean people's houses. Yeah, I could have a cleaning. I could have a cleaning a cleaning company. I'd rather. I'd rather be a game show host. I think I'd be a good game show host. You'd be an excellent game show host. Yeah, I mean, I'll, you'd I'll, also be really good as a contestant. Like if they had that, um, what was that game game show where they had like the permanent guests and Hollywood Squares. Yeah, that would be perfect for me. Right you would now. be really good on Hollywood Squares as like one of the squares, like the top left. Yeah, oh, I'd be perfect. It'd be really good. But Not center square. Yeah, they're, they're, but if they did that nowadays, they'd put all like, because everybody wants to do that because it's kitschy. But I would, I just want to do it for employment. Um, but so the strikes are going on. It's never going to end. And... I have not been on the picket line because, let's face it, no one gives a damn if I'm on the picket line. No, right, but you've Heather? been moving. The dude that plays Oppenheimer should be on the damn picket line. Speaking of which, oh my can God. you guess which movie has replaced um, in, my, on my, in my personal list, the worst movie of all time? Has re- uh, which movie has replaced Gucci? Is that what that movie was called, Gu- Gucci? House of Gucci. House of Gucci. House which of until, Gucci. Which until... Very recently was my, my, my worst, my pick for worst movie of all time, Jared Leto, Leto, whatever, how you pronounce it, being the worst performance of all time. Second only to Lady Gaga, with all due respect. Love Gaga. I love her singing, not her acting. No, she was amazing in A Star is Born. She, she was, was so good. She was she great. She was so that. good. Mostly because the of The House her of singing. Gucci was misguided. But was... what movie has replaced... House of Gucci as the worst movie in in my humble opinion. That would be Oppenheimer. 
which movie of all time. we saw today, and I'm so tired after watching that movie, which is really ironic because I had the perfect opportunity to take a three-hour nap during the screening of Oppenheimer in those ginormous movie theater seats they have nowadays. I feel like I lived my whole life, died, was reincarnated, came back as Lady Gaga's manager, died again, came back as Tom Hulse. That's how long that movie was. All that could have happened during the course of that movie. That would have been a much better movie. And all the, all the, all the bullshit... All the actors were terrible, I thought. But I, I actually thought the acting was pretty good. It was just the, the story. There were too many characters. I didn't have any sort of emotional connection to any of them. There were new people being introduced after two hours. I had no idea. You see, you see Matthew Modine come out of the screen. You figure he's going to play some kind of significant character. He had like four lines. One of them was, gentlemen, let's go to lunch. That was like his big monologue. I'm, I must have missed that, gentlemen, let's go to lunch. I David's, think I would have liked the lunch scene. David Strait, no, that, but it didn't go anywhere. That there, was, now, that was a plot point I could have picked up on. Like, what are they, what are they, what, what's Oppenheimer and, and them going to talk about at lunch casually? Well, I did notice that there was a scene where they were, like, helping themselves to a buffet, and I noticed that one of the characters put on his plate potatoes, green beans, and carrots. That's what he was having for, for lunch. Sounds like, uh, uh, sounds like a healthy dinner for me. Yeah. but. And then David Strathairn appeared at the end. I don't think he had one line in the movie. He was in one scene. I totally he, missed him. Who was he in the movie? Uh, he, I, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. There were so many scenes in that movie I couldn't possibly tell you. Was that movie. Gary Oldman playing Truman? Yeah. It was like, that was like an SNL sketch. That was ridiculous. But David Strathairn, who's a pretty notable actor, just uh, his, whole, his whole role was standing up and pushing his chair back. That was his whole role. I didn't see him. What, what scene was that in? Girl, there were 550,000 scenes in that movie. None of them you can possibly uh, uh, tell one from the other. And then you got, what's her name? Um, Blunt doing some kind of like, I don't know. I thought she was good. I thought she was out of a, you know, like Westport County Playhouse production of, um, you know, uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof or some shit. But hey, oh my God. look. We're, we're, this is why, this is why you're never going to work again, because these pe- are people who are all going to be making decisions. Emily Blunt? Yeah, sure. If she's doing a movie and she's like, they're like, what do you think about Frank Whaley? And she's like, he said, I'm right out of the Westport County Playhouse, which is not even the name of that theater. It's which the Westport take, Country Playhouse. Which I take as a compliment because that was a theater company started by Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. And, and, and so Frank obviously meant that as a compliment. They didn't start it. They took it over. They, no, For the record. They started a theater company. No, they didn't. Anyway, Oppenheimer was a piece of shit, and it was three hours of my life where I wish I could have, like... The only way, only way I would, would want to see the movie again is if, like, instead of feeling the pain from, from having my wisdom teeth extracted, I have to watch that movie. So if somebody said, would you rather f- have your wisdom teeth extracted, you can do one of two things for three hours. Have a catheter inserted in your penis while having your wisdom teeth extracted. Why would you need that? Why would you need both of those things at the same time? They don't do that for your wisdom teeth. Tell that to my dentist. So strange being in this house. Recording this in this office, looking at you. The dog's freaking out, doesn't know where she's... The dog is literally sitting under my desk. 
All this dog, the dog lived in the same house since she was born, essentially. She doesn't know which room to go in. She doesn't know. She's just following everybody around. And guess what? I feel just like the dog. I don't know how to live in this house. I'm actually enjoying this house. I think I like this house a lot. I like where we're living. I like uh, it. I, I just was ready for a change. I was ready for something new. A new chapter. Well. Chapter. Which chapter would this be for me? Chapter. Five. I'm not a I'm not a man who likes to change chapters. I like to stay in the same chapter. Um, I like one long chapter in my life. And I you're not enjoying that chapter at all. So that's why it's a good idea for you to for you to change things up because you you're you don't enjoy things as they're happening. No. And then when things change, you you mourn for what you had as if it was the greatest thing of your life when you didn't like it when you had it. That's right. You That's need exactly to practice right. gratitude. I keep uh, telling you. I'm, I'm, I just, I was miserable living for 10 years in that old house every day. And I was miserable when I was, when I was unemployed. I was miserable when I was employed. I was miserable when the bills came for that enormous mansion every month. But I don't want to change my misery. I want my misery to stay the same misery. Now I got a whole new set of miseries. Why does it have to be misery? I like the I like the suburban sprawl that we used to live in. This is this something, is... yeah. This is something that I real, realized about Frank in the course of this whole looking for a place to live is that his main concern in finding a home is how close is the sprawl. He likes to have sprawl nearby. Not just sprawl. I need the right kind of sprawl. I like to, I like I like I like to stop and shop. He wants a target want, in, in easy driving distance. But here's what I want. I want to be able to go to one plaza or plaza, as you say. I want to be able to see like the plaza sign and know that in that plaza, oh, listen, there's a siren. We live down the street from a firehouse. Yeah. We actually live underneath the firehouse. That's the only thing <laughs> we could afford. The plaza should have a stop and shop with the home goods. And then across oh, the street. Oh, home goods, yes. Across the street, there should be a plaza with... TJ Maxx, Staples. We Walmart. never go to Staples. Yeah, but I want to have that nearby in case I need it. So that 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 plaza should consist of Staples, Walmart, um, uh, 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 the Verizon store, Petco. You get my drift? And yes, then, I and, do. And then I want the huge, 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 brightly lit, brand new Target. The the really. Crazy thing is that, that in moving, you have to assess your belongings and see which belongings you want to keep and which ones you want to get rid of. And we don't have a lot of stuff. We're, we are not people who just are collectors of junk, but we had a lot of stuff. And a place like Home Goods, I love it so much, but that's where you collect the junk. When was it decided that everyone in America would have a giant sign in their kitchen that that just has the word gather, gather on no, it. And that's the kind of thing that you get at Home Goods. And that's the kind of thing that when you move, you're going to be like, why did I even freaking buy this? It's enormous. I have to get a whole van just to put my gather sign, but I can't have a house that doesn't say gather in the kitchen or people won't know what they're supposed to do there. Before we moved, I went on a, a, a Facebook marketplace frenzy. Started selling. I sold. I sold probably thirty items on Facebook Marketplace. 
bunch of yogi bows, tables, chairs. A lot of scammers on Facebook Marketplace. Oh yeah. People saying, can I, oh, I'm very interested in this item. Can I, can, can I send, can you, can you give me your text message at your, 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 can you give me your social security number before I, before I, before we get in touch? Um, you know, I'm just realizing that Trump's, um, mugshot. Yeah. Hasn't what it has in common with. What? My headshot. His, oh, his, he's kind of pursing his lips like that. Yeah. His expression is very similar to my, my headshot, which is, God knows, 15, 12, 13 years old by now, because now my headshot looks like, uh, you know, Hume Cronin. If I took a picture, now I look like Hume Cronin. Then my headshot, I look like young Hume Cronin. Now you look I like look Jessica like, Tandy. Now I look like Hume, old Hume Cronin. And nobody Tandy. names their baby Hume anymore. Hume. No, nobody does name their baby Hume. Um, Tommy, you know who Tommy Tuberville is? Yeah, of course. He said he recognizes the look on Donald Trump's face in his mugshot. As what? Uh, I've seen President Trump with that look a couple times playing golf with him, and he missed a putt on the, uh, oh, I'm beating him in a round of golf. Yeah. Uh, That's what he said, so he, he looks like a loser. Yes. I mean, Tuberville's nuts. They're all nuts. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to pack it in. Yes, I am too, Heather. There was a there was a day when watching Trump get arrested. I mean, this is like the like the fourth time now, but watching him get arrested and seeing his mugshot would have filled me with such delight. And I just I, I'm bored with it now. I'm so over it. You know, all I um, want to do is just you know open the wine, maybe maybe make some pasta. I mean, I'm really letting myself go to hell. Well, that sounds like a, a wonderful evening, some wine and pasta, Heather. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, do you know who Hersha Parody is? No. Hersha, P-A-R-A-D-Y? No. Um, well, she played, um, she played on one of your favorite shows, Little House on the Prairie. Ah. Uh, she played the uh, school teacher on Little Miss House on the Prairie. Miss Beadle. Yeah. Um, for one of the films that I directed... Heather, you'll recall that I couldn't afford a um, what's known as a loop group, like to record the background yes. noise of like, and so we wanted some sound from a television um, in, in a scene. And so I found a transcript from an episode of Little House on a Prairie, and in the background, you alone did all the voices from the scene in Little House on the Prairie. I did. I did. And I also remember that it took us about four hours because we couldn't stop laughing. And one of your lines was... Mary, I'm feeling kind of jealous. And yeah. Give, give us that line, Heather, how you did it. My, I, I, um, Mary, I'm feeling kind of jealous. And then I, it, the next line was, Mary can do everything. I thought I could, that, that your accent was so over the top. <laughs> it was so that. bad. I don't know why. I don't know why I did it like that. Anyhow, Hersh a parody. Miss Beetle, what happened to Miss Beetle? She died at age seventy-eight. Oh, oh gosh! Her son Jonathan oh. Peverall confirmed. Um, he had set, previously set up a GoFundMe page to help with medical expenses. Oh God, man, God, that God, freaking that's sucks! She's like an American hero playing Miss Beetle on uh, the school marm from Little House on the Prairie, and she's got to have a GoFundMe. She had a brain tumor. Robbed her of her strength, Jesus her memory, Christ, and sadly her vibrant personality. Ugh. Um, but uh, why, why, why did people in this 
godforsaken country need a GoFundMe to pay their medical expenses. It's beyond me. Okay, this is a really dismal thing I'm going to bring up, but this is perhaps the most American thing that I can think of. You remember last year there was a 4th of July parade and there was a shooting at it. At at this parade, a little boy was shot uh, and he survived, but his whole family was killed, I think, and he was going to be paralyzed. And... They had to set up a GoFundMe to pay for this kid who was wounded in a shooting at a 4th of July parade. It seems to me, if you're in a shooting in America, the government should pay for all of your freaking expenses. That's the least they could do. If you, if you come to America from Australia, they, they say, if you break both your legs, we'll buy you a first-class ticket home because it's going to be way too expensive to have you know, any kind of medical care in the United States of America. Uh, that story was not only uplifting, but as long and as somewhat boring as Oppenheimer. Okay, well, this this has not been the most hilarious and uplifting episode of the Whaley Family Hour. Tell us more about a shooting that occurred there. Yeah, so I apologize for that, but we're back. We're making baby steps. I feel like I we're have... making babies as well. I, Tell them the news, Heather. <laughs> I feel like I have been in in some one of those like um, biospheres. So I've been like a, like a biosphere at the bottom of the ocean is where I've been living for the past four months, really, as this whole move has transpired. Should I set up a GoFundMe for my brain tumor? You don't have a brain tumor. Gee, why are you doing that? You're going to jinx a, it. Should I just set up a GoFundMe? For what? I don't know. Well, on that note, how about... Y'all hit me up on Cameo or hit up that merch store. There's a strike on, y'all. Yeah. On. Um, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We are, we are going to be back. The pe- we have gotten word from the, um, co- from the corporate headquarters that they are not at all happy with our lackluster uh, performance schedule. And we are going, they're cracking down on us and they're going to come and take away our microphones if we don't we just get got back in, in the swing. Huge endorsement deal from Rolo, those chocolates. Yeah, Rolo. Rolo chocolates. We got another endorsement deal from uh, those, the tennis rackets, the wooden kind. I, I forget what they're called. You know, the wooden rackets that Bjorn Borg used to use. Yep. And also those overnight um, disposable underpants that you like to wear. Bye. Bye. R.I.P. Hersha Parody. This is not very good podcast content.